we are amidst March Madness, another episode of Cutting Nets, and we got to bring in the big guns. We're going to have full crews for you over the next few weeks. Leo joins us this morning. We got Beho over there. We've got Eric. We've got Gentry, and we've got a ton on the college basketball slate for Saturday. Fellas, once, once the calendar flips to March, I know, it's like you get that feel like it's March Madness time. It really feels like it's time for focus on college basketball. Mm-hmm. Right now, there are some tournaments that are underway, tournaments that have been being played throughout the week, and it's really this last Saturday for the regular season for teams to either clinch their conferences, maybe grab a share of the uh, the conference championship, and then we'll have all those tournaments set up for next week. Over the next few weeks, it's going to be a lot of college basketball in the world of sports and uh, a big day today. So I've got a little bounce in my step. If you're a fan of horse racing – it's a massive horse racing day today, so we can kick back, play a lot of these college games, watch a lot of the races, and just fire away all day long, fellas. Uh, let's let, let's dive right into it. We always encourage you, if you're playing along, to head to Nitro Betting, so you can uh, play over there. Nitro Betting is a site based around crypto, and uh, it, it is one that will be leading you into the future, a future that will include Villanova on the road, taking on Butler, so all of the lines that I post, I put them in immediately uh, at opening line. So if things have changed at all, this is where they open. This is where the games opened last night. Villanova minus eight and a half at Butler over under 128 and a half. I can tell you I locked this game in immediately. Butler is bad this year. They're not good right now. I think they've lost four games in a row. But this is like all they have left to play for. They've got a home game against the Villanova team that's a lot better than them. But Villanova has much bigger worries. And Villanova, they're not really concerned with winning this game all that much. I don't think they can even get a share of the the conference title. So Butler's beat Villanova at home the last two years. I don't know if – or the last two times they played in Butler. I don't know if they can beat Butler again. But if you dig into Villanova, they have not played well at this stadium for a, a long time. Even in tournament games, they have not fared well there at all. So I'm at this arena. I'm going Butler at home. I lock this one in immediately, plus the eight and a half. I'll go over to you, Eric, because this kind of feels like a game that you might be on the Butler side. But tell us uh, if you played this one or not. Yeah, I actually got Butler at plus nine and plus 370. Um, per bracket metrics, Villanova is basically locked into the two seed. Um, yeah. They want their team healthy for the tournament. And we have to remember, it was a year ago yesterday that Colin Gillespie in the last game of the season – went yeah. down towards MCL Great and that point. basically hurt anything that Villanova had to win it all, any chance. So I really think Wright's going to be really cautious with his players today and not play him the full minute. Um, on the flip side, you got Butler senior night. They're looking to event, avenge that 40 point loss to um, Villanova. They had earlier in the season. And also in that game, that was a little de- deceptive. Villanova shot 63% from three point land. Butler's one of the better teams defensively. In the Big East, defending the three, teams are shooting under 30% in the year. I locked in Butler, plus the nine, plus the 370. Leo, any opinion in this Butler-Villanova game? Yeah, I'm 100% with you guys here. Uh, I'm looking at this game, and while Butler sucks, they're 13-17 and 17 this year, they're feisty. Like, their last three games, they lost by one to Providence. They lost by six to Seton Hall. Uh, they ended up losing by eight to Marquette. But they have a lot of close losses. And a lot so of those recent year. losses are on the road. Yeah. Yeah, and um, 
like Eric said, you got senior night. They lost by 40. They were humiliated last time they played Villanova. This is a real chance for them to, like, one final really, really fun game. Uh, I'm looking at this one. I'm taking the eight and a half. I'm not taking the money line. I don't think they win this game, but I think that they're just spicy enough to cover. Biho, where do we head in uh, Villanova Butler? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I agree with everything everybody said. Um, I'm actually going to go the opposite of, of Leo, and I'm going to basically take Villanova on the money in some sort of parlay throughout the day. Um, obviously, I'm not playing them at the money line at that price, but I'm going to throw it in with a few other, a few other favorites on the money line. Trying to Gentry has been uh, killing it over the last few weeks in the BTV showdown and the weekly showdown. Awesome stuff, my friend. Uh, any opinion in this game to start the day? Well, it's it's really hard to discount a 40-point loss, um, especially when you're not even getting double digits, uh, you know, at home. I know it's senior night. and You know, I know they're – you know, Villanova's not really playing for anything, um, but – you know, I, I'd kind of lean with Beho here. It, it, this is a game I just discarded. I didn't really want any part of it as far as taking the spread. But uh, if I was going to do anything, I'd just take Villanova on the money line and add it with something else. Because um, I do feel like they're definitely going to get the win. It's just a matter of, you know, getting the cover or not. And it's it's a it's a weird spot. Last game of the year for Butler and everything else. Being on their home floor senior night, like you all said. So, yeah. I, if I had to pick, I'd probably take Villanova. But I'm not going to pick it. So. We've got Arkansas at Tennessee here. Arkansas has been playing some very good basketball as of late. They're really hot, but you kind of dig into the Arkansas uh, recent wins, and maybe it's a little bit kind of a, I don't know, it's paper tiger, but it's a little bit, um, they're overvalued. They've got a, a one-point loss to Alabama, but they've got tight wins, uh, overtime win against Auburn. They've got a one, a two-point win against Kentucky, where Kentucky had two of their players that were game-time decisions that were just coming back off of an injury. They've got a, a, a win against LSU the other night where the ball really bounced their way late. They were the beneficiary of some calls there that could have been either-or calls. How about that game at Florida? They were down by six with about five minutes left, and Florida just completely crapped the bed. So while Arkansas, I think you have to credit them for what they've been doing as of late, winning is important, right? Close losses are much worse than close wins. You want to get the wins, but I don't know how good they really are. Also, look at their season this year, Gentry. What's nice for Arkansas, how nice would it be not having to play Kentucky or Auburn on the road this year? That was their schedule. So yeah. things that's probably two losses for them that they never even had. Um, that makes, you know, that makes things a little bit easier for you throughout the ske- throughout the scheme of the year. Yeah. But now they're getting Tennessee on the road and uh, well, everybody's yeah. lost to Tennessee at Tennessee. So, yep. you know, it, it's, this is another tough take. Um, you know, the number I, I had anywhere, well, between six and a half and seven as the line. And, you know, I, you mentioned all their close games, you know, it, at least they're, they're tight. Right. Yeah. And I, I look at a line like six and a half or seven. It does feel a little high. It kind of makes me want to take Arkansas, even though they've kind of not looked as good as they were, you know, a month ago, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it still makes me want to take them, even I being agree. on the road at a tough place to play. So. I agree. What makes it difficult, Eric, is I kind of feel like, I feel like there's that bad Arkansas game coming somewhere. Right, one game where they just lay an egg and they get beat by ten or fifteen. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's in the uh, the 
the tournament. Maybe it's in the NCAA tournament. It's probably coming soon, but it does feel a little bit high for these two teams, even though Tennessee is a really good home team. Do you have any opinion on this game, Eric? No, I didn't play it. I mean, you guys hit on the head. Arkansas, we all know, is a do for an emotional letdown. Maybe it's this game against Tennessee. Um, I hate laying points with Tennessee just because they always go through that five to seven minute stretch where they just can't score. And another thing, like how motivated are these teams going to be? Because neither one of them can win the SEC championship right now unless Auburn well, loses. <clears throat> no, final. but he's got to lose, right? Yeah. Because Auburn has the tiebreaker. Well, well, the thing is, though, Tennessee can jump from a four seed to a two seed with the win. Yeah. Arkansas would go from. In the yeah. conference. So that's in the, the conference. Thing. Yeah. They would, yeah. they, they would yeah, avoid Auburn's half of the bracket. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. But I mean, like, do you really, are you fearful of Auburn on the road? I mean, at home, yeah, but on the road, they've been, they've been puppies all year. Yeah. Um, we have four important SEC games kind of in a row that we're going to be talking about. Um, and, and this is the first of them. Uh, Leo, any opinion here for you? Yeah, I'm actually not looking at a side. I'm actually looking at the under 138 and a half. Like Eric talked about, you usually get a stretch with Tennessee where they don't end up scoring. Uh, and more importantly, last time these two played, it was 58-48. Uh, we're talking about an extra 32 points on this spread. I don't know where those 32 points are coming from. Neither of these teams are really great offensively. So I'm leaning toward the under, and I'm pretty confident in this one. Beho, did you have any uh, any play here? I'm right with Leo. And, and what concerns me about this game is both these teams are as hot as any two teams in the SEC. Um, I think Tennessee's only slip-up was against Arkansas at Arkansas. Um, I need to see an officiating crew of this game. Because if Tony Green, Pat Adams, or Doug Shouse is involved in this game, this is going to be a sh- uh, the last game, Leo, it was 55 because there was 40 fouls called in some basketball. They broke up every bit of uh, flow to the game because, as we know, John Fulkerson from Tennessee, he he played, he and John play defense the same way. They don't flop and lay down and don't. Doug Shouse, Pattinson, and Tony Green, those guys fall for it. It'll just after whistle after whistle to make the game unwatched. What should be watched could be miserable, soul-shading crew. I'm taking the under with Leo. So Bama, LSU will be our next game. I got to say, guys, I hate these two teams. I just – I don't know. I can't get a feel <laughs> for either one of them. They're so inconsistent. They're just like – they're capable of playing with any team and laying an egg and losing to any team. Um, just to give you an example, in the last six weeks, Alabama is eight and eight. Since January fifteenth, LSU is five and nine in their last fourteen games. And I, I will say, like we were just talking about LSU with Arkansas, LSU should have won that game the other night. They got hosed on a couple calls that probably they they spit that game out. So. That's what happens. You're going to lose close games. So that, that was one that could have bounced their way. But, wow. I mean, if, if you told me anything happened in this game, I wouldn't be shocked. So my approach is just two teams I don't love a whole lot. Give me the points. I take the dog in this situation uh, pretty much always. Now LSU's at home, and they're much better there. But I don't have the strongest opinion here. Leo, any thoughts on this game, Bama-LSU? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it, nailed it right on the head here. You have no idea what to expect with these. And my philosophy with Alabama all year has been you fade them as a favorite and you take them as a dog. I'm yeah. not even taking the points here. I'm going to take the money line because we've talked about LSU this year, and I think we can all agree LSU was highly overrated all year. Yeah. This is one of those. I'm going to take a stab at the money line and just kind of hope it wins. Yeah. Bama LSU, normally a very important game in football, Eric. This year, uh, it's important in basketball for SEC. These teams right now are both tournament teams, and they're trying to improve their seating in as far as the conference tournament and possibly the NCAA tournament. I mean, Leo hit on the head. Alabama is like Texas football a couple years ago when Herman was the coach. When they're a favorite, you fade them. When they're a dog, you take them. Um, The lines kind of drift down a little bit on my books. The plus three, I kind of missed it because of that. This is a stay away from me. LSU, I mean, it's just hard to lay points with them because they struggle so much in the offensive end. So this is just a pass. I don't want anything to do with it. Beho, Bama, LSU. Yeah. I mean, you know. No, I've been been talking about how bad LSU, uh, you know, it's kind of come to fruition. But one thing I will say is they're exceptional at home. They're 14 and 2 at home, and they're terrible on the road. And who else is terrible on the road? Alabama, 3 and 6. Give me LSU. I locked it in at minus. Um, I probably wouldn't have touched four and a half, but now that it's dribbled down to three, I'm taking LSU and uh, laying the three points. Solely because they're Gentry. at home, not because I think they're better. Yeah. Much better team at home. Gentry, uh, Bama, LSU here. So it's it's ticked down now to about three, three and a half. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you all, all kind of stole my thunder on this game a little bit. I mean, Alabama can't guard and LSU can't score. So, uh, you know, you look at these odds makers and they generally give about three and a half to the home team in college basketball, and it's that's where it's at. So, you know, it's really like a pick. I, I I don't I don't really like either of these teams based on everything you all said and and you look at their histories recent histories you know the the one upside is LSU's coming off a loss that they should have won uh, yeah it might make them a little more spirited at home where Bama's not uh, mm-hmm. going to be as into that game possibly uh, you and you mentioned their road woes anyway so it's kind of it's kind of one of those where I you know. Take Will Wade buying the refs and uh, uh, getting the three-and-a-half-point cover. Gentry, while we've got you here, let's flip to the next game. and We have a big uh, big favorite here in Auburn. Auburn right now, the number five team in the nation. They are a 14-and-a-half to a 15-point favorite here at home against Kentucky – or against uh, South Carolina, excuse me. Kentucky's coming up next against Florida. Um, South Carolina-Auburn, any opinion with this line, with this total? Uh, do you have a play here? Well, you know, Frank Martin's been able to get his boys to kind of, you know, stick around in games where they probably should be getting blown out. Um, but, you know, Auburn's at home. That crowd is rowdy. Uh, it's it's become probably one of the top three places to play in the conference uh, as far as difficulty for road teams. And it's just – you know, South Carolina can't really improve much here uh, in their SEC tournament standings, and Auburn is where they are. So I, I kind of look like feel like both these teams might come out a little flat and just be an ugly game. And uh, you know, if I'm going to pick it, I'm taking South Carolina in the points. Beho, South Carolina, Auburn here. Auburn's trying to uh, to lock down the SEC. You think they're going to get the job done today? Yeah, I, th- I think they'll get the win. I think they know they just need to get the win. Um, I think they will win the game. 
I don't know they're going to be interested in blowing out South Carolina. South Carolina's been scrappy, taking the points here. Um, I, I, I just don't see them being that interested. I, I see this game being a 7-10 to 10 point Auburn win. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, Leo, do you have any play in this game on the big spread? Yeah, I think Gentry kind of nailed it here. I don't know how invested South Carolina is going to be in this game. I don't know how pumped up Auburn's going to be. I know it's like their last game at home. So, like, they'll be focused. They'll want to win this game. But I don't really feel confident on either side. I kind of like the over 144.5, though. You have Auburn that can shoot the lights out when they get hot. South Carolina is actually playing a lot better offensively over the last six games as well. Um, so, I think you have two teams that aren't totally invested. They're not going to be as intense defensively. I think it's going to lead to some open shots. This thing's going to go over 144. Let's get you uh, to you, Eric. Big spread here. This doesn't really feel like you're kind of a game, though. Is this a play for you? No, nah, this is a pass for me. I mean, look I know at you. It. I know you now, man. I know your style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Auburn's 12, 2, and 1 against the spread at home. South Carolina, 2, and 7 in quad one games. But they've only covered four games on the road. I mean, if I were to play, I played Auburn, but this isn't my cup of tea. That's what happens when you start talking with someone a couple times a week for a few years. You know, you sort of know their flow. You sort of know the type of games that they target as we get to Kentucky. Florida, Beho, let's kick things off with you. Beho, throw those glasses on for me. You got those right there? You got those baby blues around? Oh, he's blue. Put those bad boys on. He's blues. Put, there we go. We got the blues. Tell us a little bit about Kentucky, Florida here. Yeah, well, you know, Florida's been down this year. Obviously, they got Castleton back from injury a few weeks ago. He's been—they've been playing a little better. They—they they beat some teams at home. I mean, I'd like to try to make a case where Florida can can cover this game. I just don't see it. I think Kentucky's starting to get their minds focused on March. I think this will be a very game for Kentucky, and they got and take care of business and leave. Um, it looks like Severe and Ty Ty, the, the last game that Ty Ty played, he actually looked healthy for once, like yep. he was moving. He, he didn't look like he was favoring that ankle. He looked – The Arkansas game last great. week, they didn't look very good. Um, the next – yeah. No. I, I think that game they probably shouldn't have played in. I think Cal was yeah. trying to sneak him in, steal some minutes, and, and come out with that win. But uh, the the next game, they both did look a little bit healthy. Ty Ty was moving incredibly better the the later game. So, you know, I, look, look, it's not that many points, so so I'll take it. But again, this, this game kind of means nothing for Kentucky as SEC tournament. So I, you know, if they don't cover, it wouldn't shock me. But I could see Kentucky running away. It, it just ticked up to five, and I think I might jump in on Florida now. Mainly, just, like, I, I agree with a lot of what Biho was saying. I think this is a close game. I think Florida battles and tries because there's still a, a small chance Florida can make the tournament, so they have a little bit more to play for. Like, a win against Kentucky, that would get them into the tournament. Like, that would be the kind of win they need to, yeah. to be, like, an NCAA tournament team to really stack up. Whereas for Kentucky, like we said, they're not really playing for the conference title here. They're not really playing. Like, I think they just want to get some of their guys back in the flow. I still think Kentucky wins. I think they might just wear Florida down late. But if we get to five or over, I'm okay with locking in Florida here. Uh, let's go to you, Leo. Kentucky, Florida. 
this is my lock of the day. Don't overthink this. Don't get fancy. Kentucky's going to kick the ever-loving shit out of them. It could go five, six, seven, eight, nine points. It doesn't matter. Listen, I love to bust B-Ho's balls more than anything. But I've been saying it all year. This Kentucky <laughs> team is one of two teams I consider to be, like, among well, the elite. The elite teams that should be in that Final Four. And this Florida team is nothing more than a name. Uh, I believe the only... I believe Florida only has two wins against ranked teams this year. One was that really impressive win over Auburn where they won by one. And then the other one was early in the season against a Florida State team that we've learned is not very good. Um, I know that this game doesn't mean a whole lot to Kentucky, but you know Coach Cal is going to have his boys focused, ready. That guy is a phenomenal motivator. I don't care what the line is. you got to go find an alternate line and smash Kentucky in this matchup. They're winning this one by double digits. No need to overthink it. Gentry, are you are you as confident as Leo with Kentucky today? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say smash as many times as Leo did there, but I do think Kentucky does get the cover here. Um, you know, Florida's an older team, and and that bodes well for like runs and tournaments. But I'm not sure it matters on a day like today, at the end of the season, where they can't improve anything by going out there and playing really really hard. Other than the fact that it's you know, it's Kentucky. It's that's the motivator. It's you know, Arkansas's AD made a bit st big stink about you know Kentucky calling Kentucky fans and uh, you know the KSR guys saying that it's Arkansas Super Bowl when Kentucky went to town. Well, this is Florida Super Bowl. It, yeah. it is, uh, but they have been pretty <laughs> disappointing. Well, that uh, Arkansas game. It's hard. I can't get it out of my head, right? They played pretty well for a lot of that game, and then they just completely collapsed in the yeah. last five or six minutes. It's like, what's to say they can't have that same effort again? But how do I trust them down the stretch? And from a matchup standpoint, they're big on, at, on Florida, who has been really good, and he's capable of having big games. But I don't know if he matches up well with Kentucky against your big. Well, nobody matches up well with Shibway unless yeah. they can out-jump him. And – that, that's really the only way to deal with them, but nobody's been able to do it really so far to really shut them down. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I like Castleman as a player for Florida, but I don't like him against <laughs> Kentucky's bigs, either whether he's got Brooks guarding him or Shibway or uh, if Toppin comes in and has to switch on him and guard him. I, he, he's out, out athletic by all of Kentucky's players, if that makes sense. I, I just don't think – you know, he's going to have much wiggle room. And so you're going to ask Daruji and some of these other guys for Florida to pick up the slack. And and they haven't been able to do it really all year. So if, it, if they go as Castleman goes, and if we shut him down, it's going to be over. You were, you were saying athletic. I thought I heard the word ALF. And maybe it was because I saw that they're bringing ALF back. I don't know if you guys see that. There's going to be a new ALF show that's coming I'm up sorry. soon. Because we were all demanding that. Everybody wanted more ALF in their life. Eric? This might be a game that you're on with Florida. Do you get? Do you jump on the Florida side here? Yeah, I took Florida at plus five. I also took them at plus one eighty. Um, you know, per bracket metrics, you know, Kentucky's pretty much locked into the two seed. I mean, win or lose this game, unless like Auburn doesn't win the SEC tournament and they win the SEC tournament, that's the only way they can jump up to the one line. Um, Beho mentioned this really doesn't affect their seeding in the SEC tournament. You look at Florida, Florida needs to win this game and probably one or two more to get into the dance. So this is all in for them. It's a senior night. And then I was looking at shot quality. Uh, per shot quality, 
Kentucky is 10th in the SEC in defending dribble pull-up threes. And then I started looking. Florida happens to be second in the SEC in doing that. So there is a little bit of an X and O advantage for Florida. So, yeah, I like Florida here. You know, I locked them in at plus five and the plus 180. Some small things for uh, a team that's going to be a home underdog to attack. They have a little bit of added motivation uh, there uh, for Florida desperately trying to play their way in to the NCAA tournament. Let's get to our next game. We go Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State. Texas Tech, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at OK State over under in this one, 127. Let's start with you, Gentry. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, any opinion here? Well, it's – well documented that Oklahoma State really can't score the basketball. Um, they've struggled all year long. Uh, but they have been able to kind of hold their own on the defensive side of things at home, which gives me a little pause. But I, I do think Texas Tech's going to be too much for them today. I think uh, it's it's kind of a it, – it's pretty safe to take Texas Tech uh, minus two and a half, three, whatever you can find it at. Um, you know, as long as it's, you know, within the realm of – <laughs> the sanity, I guess, uh, you know, you don't want to get carried away because, like I said, Oklahoma State does guard pretty well. But uh, where it is right now, I, I would go ahead and take Texas Tech minus two and a half. Let's get to you, Beho. Any opinion in this game with uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State? You're, I know you're not a Big 12 fan. Are what we, com- are we what, staying away? What conference is this? We're steering clear. We're steering clear. Is this? This, is yep. the, this is the no play Big 12 for Beho. How much for you, Leho? Uh, Gentry nailed it, but I'm not playing aside. You got to play the under here. I mean, 127 is a massive number. I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but after you watch Oklahoma State, Iowa State the other day, I don't know if you guys watched it. Unfortunately, I had money on the game, so I was stuck watching that shit show of a game. <laughs> 53 to 36. I have never been so miserable winning a bet in my entire fucking life. <laughs> it was terrible. And now you got to go play Texas Tech in like. Gentry said, Oklahoma State struggles scoring the basketball. They can defend real well. You have Texas Tech that's not going to try to push the pace, and they do similar stuff. Give me the under. Don't overthink this one again. Eric, uh, any play in here for you? Texas Tech, OK State. Um, I locked in OK State. I took, a, I found them at plus three. When you look at Texas Tech as a favorite in the Big 12, they're one and four against the spread. Their only cover coming against West Virginia, which if you watch the game was a fluky type cover. And then um, on the flip side of it, they're locked into the three line in the Big 12. They really have nothing to play for. And then the opposite side, this is it for OK State. OK State can't play in the Big 12 tournament because of the sanctions. They can't play in the NCAA tournament. So this is their season. This is their Super Bowl. This is on senior day. So, yeah, I locked them in at plus three with all that. Okay, state there for Eric. I didn't miss one um, that we skipped over. So let's let's take a look at Indiana Purdue here. Indiana at Purdue uh, minus ten over under in this game one forty one. Beho, any opinion in this Indiana Purdue? Yeah, well, and by yes, I mean my opinion of these teams is very bad. Um, I'm <laughs> not a big Purdue fan. I'm not laying 10 points with them and i don't like iu and i'm not taking 10 points with them pure stay away leo any uh, opinion in this big 10 game indiana at purdue 
None on this game, but I have a big old screw you for Purdue for last game, though. That game absolutely freaking killed me. That body that takes them, it's on you. Did you see how they lost? Wisconsin scored on no, accident bank, in the last I will say, game. that bank shot was nat, right? On the bank. On freaking real. It and then you have Jaden Ivey. This kid, I don't know what happens. The kid gets a mean case of lemon booty every time I have that kid and he has to go to the free throw line. I mean, his asshole could cut fucking diamonds. Then you have Indiana just up and down the entire season. I want no part of this game. Eric, uh, we go Indiana, Purdue. Indiana's a much better team at home. I'm kind of staying away from this game. Did you have any play here? I mean, this is a pass for me. I think it is kind of a get-right spot for Purdue. Indiana really struggles. Rebounding the ball is definitely an advantage for Purdue. And then when you look at how Indiana scores, 20% of all their points come from three come from the three-throw line. Purdue is 11th in the nation in the amount. They just don't foul. They, they, they don't foul. They don't let teams go to the line. So I really think Indiana is going to have a hard time scoring. So I would take the 10, but it's a pass for me. How about you, Gentry, uh, Big Ten, Indiana, Purdue? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the in-state rivalry here. Uh, Purdue fans and, you know, the coach staff in general, they want to beat Indiana. Uh, Matt Painter always wants to beat Indiana. Um, but the, the number is kind of high, if you're asking me. I, you know, I, I could see this game going either way. Uh, kind of like Beho said, I, 10 either way is a bit much, so I'm just staying away from it as well. We head on over to – Texas at Kansas. Kansas here at 24 and 6, 13 and 4 in the Big Ten. They are the number six ranked team in the nation. Texas currently your number 21 ranked team right now. Kansas a six and a half point ish favorite over under around 140 here. I don't think I'm going to play this spot, but I do feel like Kansas probably, if I were to play, I would maybe play an adjusted line with Kansas because I think they probably win this game pretty handily. I'm not that high on Texas. I think Kansas, neither of these teams have been playing all that well as of late. I do feel like this is a good get-right spot for Kansas to head into the Big 12 tournament. What about you, Leo? Do you have uh, any opinion, any play on this game? I'm leaning slightly toward Texas. I have a small thing with Texas where like, I kind of like them come tournament time because I think it was Gentry that mentioned it earlier. Older teams uh, tend to do better in tournaments, and they have really good guard play. Like I like all of their guards. I lean slightly towards Kevin the six asked and a half. You? I like their guard. What you talking about, bro? Carr, Jones, Ramey? Those are all quality guards, dude. No, Be that's fine. It's just if you said you liked them all, and Devin trash. Okay, three of four, Beho. Don't make me mute you. Hey, Beho, can I ask you a question about this game? <laughs> no. Um. Look, I, the only thing I've been playing in is ride Kansas, fade West Virginia. Uh, when Kansas lost <laughs> at TCU, I was done with that. So <laughs> I've got nothing in this game because West Virginia is not involved. That's the only Big 12 play I'm making today. Eric, Kansas, Texas. I really want to take Texas here. I mean, defensively, they're really good, but I just don't trust them on the offensive end. Um, yeah, so this game, pure pass for me. Gentry, close us out here, Texas, Kansas. Yeah, uh, you know, I've got the line at six, uh, and it's in the fog. Makes me just want to take Kansas. I, I, you know, I get what everybody's saying about Texas. Um, they've been, you know, a nice surprise for the season, I guess, uh, overall. But 
you know, I, I look at this being one of Kansas' final games. They're at home. Uh, they're gearing up for the tournament. This is kind of when they typically make their run in the Big 12, you know, at the end of the year, end of the conference tournament. So I, I'd look for them to get it done today. We are going to move along to a Pac-12 game. Man, Arizona just kicked the shit out of USC the other day. They just beat them up. Um, and that was a big game for Arizona to kind of prove themselves on the one line. You know, they um, in the Pac-12, there were like three sort of top-tier teams, and then there just weren't very many opportunities for big wins. And Arizona looked really, really good there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're a 22-point favorite here. This is just a massive spread. Over-under in this game is 141. Cal is bad. I can't possibly play this game. I couldn't lay the 22, but, um, you know, it's just worth mentioning because Arizona is going to be most likely a number one seed unless they have a bad loss here or a really bad loss in the Pac-12 tournament. Anything in this game, Leo? I love Arizona as a team. I think they're probably the – they should be the favorite to win the tournament. However, I'm not touching this game because I touched the last game against Stanford, and that is a putrid Stanford team. Yep. And they really did not look good. I mean, they were losing at halftime. That game was close in the second half. Um, I wonder how mentally checked in they are right now at the end of the regular season. Because they got so, everything uh, locked up. Yeah. Right? They, got, they don't need this game. To, they don't need to cover this game by 20. Once yep. they get up by 10, they're just, hey, like, backups are in. Let's just stay healthy and be ready to rock. So – I mean, if I was leaning anyway, it would be Cal. It's just Cal's really bad. Um, Arizona's backups could probably still cover this game, which we'll see them, you know, playing a lot of. Anything here for you, Biho? Uh, like Leo said, Arizona is probably right there with Kentucky for me. Two real top-tier elite team. I love watching Arizona play. Uh the, their good. back cuts to the basket, everything about them. I really, really like. Yeah. Gentry, uh, from a go, go a ahead. Gambling you no, so their A game offensively is so fantastic. Like their ceiling when they are playing a good offensive game is as good as like Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's you why, know, like, I, twenty-two points is too much for me. Yep. Pac-12 for you, Gentry. Anything here in this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge follower of the Pac-12 in general. Uh, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, there's just a lot of late games. And I, yeah. But I have followed Arizona. I followed UCLA. You know, paid attention to teams like Oregon that might sneak up and snake bite somebody. Um, but you know, Arizona is definitely good enough to cover this. But you just mentioned it. They played their A game of A games. Just in their last game. And I don't know if you can do that back-to-back or count on it back-to-back. Because I've said it a couple weeks ago. I don't really think any of these teams – I mean, comparatively speaking for this season, there are great teams compared to other teams. But I don't really think there are any great – I don't either. – teams here that Not can't either. be beat on any given night. So, last, week, last week, for example, all four number one seeds and the two t- teams that would have been the other number one seeds all lost. Yeah, all six exactly. teams that would have been considered a, a number one seed in the tournament all lost last week. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of my point. It's like anybody can go down on any given night, and you know Arizona's not losing this game on, on their home floor, but getting to twenty two that's that's kind of a big ask. So, yeah, you know it's you know I'd stay away from it, but if I took it, I'd take Arizona. Eric, Pac twelve. 
Champs Arizona laying 22 tonight. What do you think? I mean, from what I do, my model and everything, it says to take Cal. I just don't trust Cal. I mean, yeah. they've been futured all year. You know, if you if you play the game, you take in my eyes, you take Cal and you pass. So it's a pass for me. Eric, while we've got you here, let's flip to the next game. It's DePaul at UConn. UConn is a 10-point-ish favorite in this game over under 141. UConn currently number 18. They come off of a nice win against Villanova recently. They are uh, tw- 12 and 6 in the Big East here, 21 and 8 overall. DePaul 15 and 14 struggled in conference this year at 6 and 13. Any play? No, again, you know, this is unfortunately another pass for me. I mean, if UConn would have beat Creighton last game, I would be all in in on DePaul here. But since they want to get right before the tournament, um, you know, I this is just a pure pass for me. UConn has covered nine of the last 10 against DePaul. So, I mean, no play for me here. Leo, UConn, DePaul. This is one of those games where I know this is a really unpopular opinion, but, like, I don't really trust the UConn. I don't like this oh, UConn either. team. Like, I like their starting five. Their starting five is perfectly fine. But, like, the rest of their team is just not all that great. And every time I watch them, they seem to, like, disappoint me. And I live in New England, so people around here are all UConn fans. Everybody likes UConn. And it may be a personal bias because – they annoy the shit out of me, the UConn fans. But, I mean, you look at this DePaul team, and I feel like DePaul has been getting better as the season's been going along. And they've just had a couple really unlucky losses along the way. And they're coming into this one confident. I mean, they've won three in a row. More importantly, they put up 99 against St. John's and 91 against Marquette. And I know that those are lesser teams than UConn, but they're shooting the ball really, really well right now. And my lacking confidence in UConn, I'm taking DePaul plus the points, and I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that money line, too. Dog hunting for Leo. How about for you, Biho? Yeah, the 10 points is too much for me. It's it's a pure stay away for me. Gentry, any opinion in this one? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Leo here. Uh, and one thing I'd add about UConn, I mean, UConn is a, a, a very good rebounding team. Um, if they dominate the boards, which they've – done most of the time this season, which is how they're ranked, which is, you know, why they're where they are. They can get to that 10, but uh, against a team like DePaul. But I, I agree. I, I feel like DePaul is kind of coming in hot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Been able to score a lot of points. They they don't really get blown out. They've got a lot of losses, but they don't – They they've only got two or threes in, in like a bad way. Uh, you know, where that game was over, you know, at halftime kind of situation. So it's kind of – you know, from what going off their recent history, I I agree with Leo. Uh, I, I would take DePaul you know, getting 10. We have uh, just three more games left on the slate today. Thank you for hanging out with us. As we mentioned, you are really going to want to flip those notifications on for BTV bets if you don't have them on right now, because over the next few weeks, we are going to keep you updated, get you the details on major conference championship games, major conference tournament games, major NCAA tournament games. We will be your home. We'll set you up for the brackets, any news. Um, this is a, a really fun time to be a sports fan over the next couple of weeks. And what's great, let's say you're someone who you haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball throughout the year, and now is the time where you start paying attention. That's perfect. You're going to want to listen to all of our shows. We'll get you all set up. We'll help you out. If you're someone who's a hardcore fan – don't worry, we'll be talking with you and we'll lead you to some games too. So whatever level that you uh, you have of uh, fandom for college basketball, 
we're going to be a great resource for you over the next couple of weeks because we will really get you ready to rock come tournament time because everybody fills out their brackets. No matter, Everybody fills out a brackets. Everyone's got one in their office pools or with their families, five bucks, 10 bucks, freebies, whatever they are. We want to make sure that you're all prepared come bracket time. We get and to Hey, Iowa Gino, School. you know what's even better? What's that, buddy? It's never been easier to listen to us because we now have the Better Than Vegas oh. podcast available Apple Podcasts, Spotify. All of our content is going to be on the Apple Podcast. We even have some bonus stuff, like we have a nice little UFC preview that's up there. I mean, you can get ahead of things if you're a UFC guy. Go check it out today. Uh, it's already up there. The video version's coming out around 5 o'clock tonight. But, you know, you got stuff to do around the house. If you're cleaning around the house, helping the wife out, go check out the podcast. You're going to find all of our stuff over there. Great stuff. So some of you who are um, like the video Stuff better, we got that for you. If you're someone who's driving around all day, you're, you're you got the kids with you. Maybe you're doing errands, you're doing your laundry, you're cooking stuff up. Boom! You can put the audio version on in the background, so that way you never miss anything. Guys, w- what do we do with this Iowa State team this year? They lead the nation in quad one wins. They're nine and six in quad one, but they're twenty and ten overall. So I mean, what do you do with a team who's got a lot of really good wins, but it's almost like Good win, loss. Good win, loss. Every other game. Now, they're on the road here playing a tough Baylor team. Baylor is a 12-point favorite. Baylor is the number three team in the nation. They are vying for a number one seed here. Over-under in this game is 132. Beho, Big 12, you, you staying away? <laughs> yep. Nice and easy. Gentry, Baylor... Uh- yeah, this, this, what you kind of mentioned about Iowa State is the sole reason I want no part of this game because they're just yeah. so inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from them. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Baylor playing for that one seed overall, uh, you know, well, not overall, but a, a one seed in the yeah. NCAA tournament. Um, you know, they're playing for more here, but you just don't know what you're going to get. Will Iowa State come out and play hard, or will they just lay down and take this L? You know, it's just, I don't know how you can really feel confident either way. Iowa State right now is projected in the 7-8 line. So that's the thing is the bubble at the moment doesn't seem like there are quite as many teams sort of on the outside looking in. I know things will happen over the next few weeks, but – uh, uh, let's go to you, Leo. Any anything in here? Iowa State, Baylor. Yeah, clearly I'm the only one that watched Iowa State play the other night. Again, it was miserable. They scored 36 points in an entire game, guys. 36 yeah. points, and now they have to go against a better defensive team in Baylor. Uh, Gentry, you nailed it. Baylor's looking for that one seed. They're gonna be cranky. They're gonna be angry. This is their senior night. They're gonna be fired up, ready to make a statement and things on the right note heading into this tournament. Baylor is going to win this game by 20. Eric, close us out with Baylor, Iowa State. Um, Baylor, they basically need to win this game. They hold a tiebreaker over Kansas for the Big 12 regular season title to piggyback what uh, Leo was saying. Baylor gives up 63 points per game. Iowa State shoots a 44% from the field. I think they're just going to struggle to score. Baylor playing for the Big 12 regular season title. I take Baylor here and just completely pass. The uh, last two games we have to discuss are two of the biggest rivalries in all of sports, and they're on opposite sides of the country. First up, North Carolina at Duke. We've got uh, – God, I would love 
North Carolina to win this game. I really would. Like the Grinch, the miser in me. Everyone's talking about Coach K, final time at home. We got to hear all the buzz. 80 players, uh, former Coach K players are there. People are going to be crying. There's going to be this incredible energy and enthusiasm. I, I mean, I don't think Duke is that good. Like, I don't think Duke is like a one seed team. I don't think Duke is a top five kind of team. I, the one play I might play in this is over 153 and a half. Both of these teams don't have great defenses. Both of them score quite a bit. Um, Eric, talk us a little bit about this game. Do you have any play here? I mean, this isn't the typical North Carolina team. They um, they have trouble defending the three. They turn over the ball a lot. I just don't trust them at yeah. all. I mean, this is I would, I want to play them in this spot so bad. I want to yeah. play them here so bad, but I don't think I can because I, I still think about that game at North Carolina a few weeks ago where they just weren't even close at home, and now they're going to go here like – a good North Carolina team, I'd love them in this spot. I just don't think they're very good. I completely agree. I'd, I'd play the over. Duke has been shooting great. 26 threes their last two games. So I, if I were to play, I'd play the over. But I just I just don't like this North Carolina team at all. So stay away from me. Beho, Duke, North Carolina. Well, Gino, before the show, you said something about bringing guns for today. And uh, as you we all look for the best value, the best bet of the game. And the 11 and a half, I didn't love. So, brought in the big gun here, okay? How about Duke minus six in the first half? Okay, I like that. Is that the first um, half? I, 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 six the first, I, I like the first half play. I, I'm sorry. I, I think I'm lagging a little bit. What'd you say? Yeah, no, you're you're a little behind, but it's okay. The emotion, the Duke emotion, you you roll that off into the first half that everybody's up. Maybe it wears down over the the full game because that's a double digit spread. But yeah, we're talking six first half. I like that play. What what concerns me in the second half as well as well is he you know he's going to play, you know he's going to get the bench in, and everybody's going to play. The last game, coaches. You just know. I don't want a 20 10 point lead in the last two minutes. Just take the six in the first half, and I'm absolutely hammered that line. Gentry, uh, what about you? Anything to play in this game? Well, you know, if they're playing anyone but North Carolina, I would probably take the underdog. But North Carolina does not guard at all. And, and like you're saying, Duke wants to still beat North Carolina, right? Exactly. Like they're, they're always going to get up for the North Carolina game. Yeah, exactly. That too. I mean, if, if Florida State was rolling in here as a 12-point dog, I'd probably take Florida State just because yeah. they've got size and, you know, they can kind of match up a little bit. But North Carolina doesn't – other than their offense, they don't really bring anything to the table. But if they can't stop Duke, then, you know, this is over. Uh you know, all the emotion y'all talk about, Coach K's last game, it's going to be pretty epic. All the celebrities are going to be there, all the old stars of Duke basketball and everything. They're all going to be in attendance, and it's going to make it kind of weird at the beginning. But as soon as they settle in, I look for Duke to pull away and, and romp, honestly. We'll have a, a fun uh, Duke 
conversation over the next few weeks. I was just listening to uh, the CBS uh, podcast, the, their college basketball preview before we started, and they were talking about who they thought was the best Duke player under Coach K. And uh, it was a fun sort of debate. I mean, Leitner was the one who obviously popped up uh, quite a bit. Grant Hill was another one who popped up. And then some said Zion, you know, who we kind of don't think about because Zion's not been that successful in the NBA, but he was definitely a force for the time he was at Duke. And there was a lot of buzz around him. There've been some great players through the years that have come through Kentucky. Well, uh, that have come through Kentucky that have come through Duke there. As I was looking at Beho, thinking about Kentucky. Um, so let's finish things off. Oh, Leo, Leo, we got to get to you for North Carolina Duke before we head to the final game. Well, any play in here for you, buddy? I'm actually opposite of Beho here. I actually really like North Carolina in the first half. Gentry just nailed it. I think once Duke eventually settles into the game, they're going to be ready to go. They should blow North Carolina out. However, North Carolina got their asses handed to them last time. They're going to be ticked off, okay? North Carolina has one focus in this game. It is to beat Duke, to, to send Coach K off miserably. Duke has a lot of different places that, like, they're being pulled to mentally. All right, it's Coach K's last game. You know that some of these kids are going to be starstruck with some of the celebrities there. There's going to be pregame festivities. Everybody's going to be fired up. You can be too excited for a game. I'm looking at North Carolina plus six and a half in the first half. I'm going to take North Carolina uh, first half money line here as well at plus 280. I just found that one on Nitro. And you know what? I'm going to take the plus 11 and a half for the game. I think this is going to be a tight game throughout. Um, and Duke eventually pulls it out. We get to our final game. Fight on for my Trojans. USC at UCLA. This game is uh, seven and a half or eight over under 136 and a half. I got to say at first glance, I thought this number was just a little, a little bit high. Um, I, USC has beat UCLA, uh, five times in a row. Andy Enfield has never lost to Mick, uh, to Mick Cronin, um, as a coach. Now, is that extra motivation for UCLA? Probably. Um, I just, I thought this would probably be like five. It feels just a tad, a tad too high for me. I, I do think as a USC fan, I do think UCLA wins this game today. I think UCLA probably feels like they might need this win a little bit more to kind of stamp. USC is pretty safe in like the 6-7 line. Um, I think win or lose this game today. Um, UCLA can – they're still in that four-ish line, and if they win a couple more games and, for example, win the Pac-12 tournament, they're a team that was so highly regarded early in the year that they could jump back up to like a two or three line because people still sort of think of them that way. I feel like UCLA wins this game, but I'm going to stay away as a USC fan. It, I mean, if I had to make a play, I would play the USC side. Um, anything for you in this game, Eric? Um, for me, I look at, U at USC. Um, they're 255th in making three-pointers po three pointers made per game, um, 322 in three-throw percentage. So they just don't generate a lot of, a lot of points on the offensive end. They're great defensively on the interior and the exterior, but they're only 334th in creating turnovers. So they don't generate that many free Which points. Which is weird, right? It, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Really kind of For a team that's so good defensively and that's so long, because I think they're like the third or fourth, fourth tallest team in the country. Mm -hmm. They got a bunch of guys that are 6'8". How do they not accidentally like deflect more balls? It's so weird. <laughs> 
it is kind of weird, like when you when you when you look at it and everything. Um, at the ball deflection comment. <laughs> and then, but on the flip side of this, um, when I looked at it, the line opened up a little bit higher than this. And then we don't know what's going on with um, God. What's the guy's name? Juzang. Yeah. From um, UCLA yeah. hasn't played his last two. We don't know if he's going to play. Um, if he's going to play, <laughs> I think the, the number is actually going to tick up a little bit. If he doesn't play, it will tick down. So, I mean, for me, it's really hard to do anything when you don't. And this you game's don't later tonight, so you can probably get more information by the time this game tips off. Like, this is, what, a 7, uh, seven o'clock, a 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific game. So, maybe if, you, if you're if you interested in this game, maybe you wait a little bit to find out because that's a big deal. Like, last time these two teams played, um, Mobley wasn't playing for USC, and Peterson went nuts. Peterson had like one of the craziest games that you will ever see for like a pretty good college player. He put the team on his back. So, and Juzang in that game was noticeably banged up. If Juzang plays, he he gives them a much different wrinkle, but without him, UCLA is like totally beatable. Um, yeah, that's important for information for later tonight. Biho, you've been fighting on with me a lot this year. You've been uh, on the Trojan bandwagon quite a bit. Uh, what do you think about this game? Oh, the sword's back out, baby. Oh, it's boy. back out. I love it. <laughs> the sword is back. Gino, I, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago when you didn't have any faith. You said you couldn't bet USC, and I said you got to take them, and they won. Uh, the yeah. game, I don't even remember what it was. It may have been the UCLA game. But uh, I'm start believing in this Trojan team, man. They're a very good team. They had a really look. I mean, Arizona saw all last. They did, you and that was the only team really all year that USC back in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. In in the eight seemed way too high for me for this rivalry. You mentioned it yourself. I think it's USC's won five in a row. So not only am I going to take yeah. the eight points, but I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that fight on mine because look, I, I like mean, it. trends happen. Some teams are just snake bit by other teams. Give me the Trojans, and we'll be fighting on all night. I do like the fact that they just got blown out before this game, because now this is a now you got the rival, you got your final game of the year, and you're coming off a game where you just got your ass kicked. So you're going to be paying attention here and focusing a little bit. Leo, you were texting me last week too, fighting on. We were thinking about playing against USC, but you got you got caught up in, and you never ended up playing Oregon, yep, which, yep. which worked out well for you. Worked out beautifully. Uh, listen, this is an overreaction to the Arizona game. Um, Arizona absolutely kicked the snot out of them last game. But Arizona is more of the – it's just a really bad matchup for UFC, USC. Yeah. And USC is just a bad matchup for UCLA. Eight points is a lot of freaking points here. If this was five, I'd probably stay away from it. I think you nailed it, Gino. I'm all over USC here with the eight points. Gentry, anything here in this game before we uh, we finish up? Yeah, well, this is uh, the one I had circled for the day. Uh, they're at the top of my list, taking Southern California um, with all you guys. Um, you know, you don't know about Juzang, uh, which does kind of make it a little little precarious. But, I, you know, you look at the five in a row, that's that's a big number. It's hard to overcome in a rivalry game. Uh, you know, if UCLA wins, I would look for it to be, you know, tight uh, with them being at home, uh, which gets you to cover. So I feel like that's the play of the day. So. We are getting set for another. Gino? Yeah. I I got one more game I just want to give out 
on please. there that's not on our please. list. Please um, do. Virginia is laying four to the first team in college basketball right now, Louisville Cardinals. Yeah. I am hammering Virginia today. Louisville has flat out given up. They have gotten blown out with the last two games. No reason to think they don't do it today. A bonus play from Beho. Folks, the next few weeks, we are going to be having a lot of these cutting net shows. We're going to be getting you all set up for big days, conference tournaments. We'll probably be going live this week, early Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We might go live twice on Sunday to get you a reaction to the, the bracket breakdown. We'll have a full bracket breakdown a day or two after that. We will go live days for the play-in games. We will go live the morning the morning of the uh, first day of the, the NCAA tournament where there are 16 games throughout the day, and we will go live in the morning before each NCAA tournament game. You are going to get all the best college basketball news, insight, and analysis right here on Better Than Vegas. As Leo mentioned, make sure to subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. That way you can just have the audio form. That's a little bit easier for you. Leo, good luck today, my man. Beho, good luck. Eric, hope you crush it today. Gentry, continue that success on the weekly showdown. Flip those notifications on for BTV Bets. Good luck, guys.